Fantastic. Got it. Hey, we're live, but I'm just waiting for it to load so that I can click mute. Okay. All right. Awesome. Hey, everybody in ER Shred. I'm so excited to be uh, continuing the five questions interviews. I hadn't done one, I think, since early December. So back to doing it. Holidays are over. Got my New Year's resolutions all in place, planned out my year, my year, and ready to get back into doing these. Um, try to do like one a week. So if anyone is interested in coming on these little 30-minute interviews with me, just so that the community can get to know you a little bit better on a more personal level, these are just five questions that really don't have a lot to do with like your results with ER Shred necessarily. But since this is a community, we do like to take the time to get to know each of our community members because sometimes we just know them by their picture, their profile picture picture or a couple lives they may have done or some of the things that they've posted, but I love to really bring it to life by being able to talk to them in person, see your face, see how you communicate and talk a little bit about your life and all of that stuff. So before we get started though, I just wanted to remind everybody that this Thursday night is our monthly mindset call and we're going to be talking about confidence, self-worth, and self-love. I created a workbook for everybody. If you're on the ER Shred newsletter, then you should have received it. I'm calling it 14 Days of Loving Yourself. I've given you a prompt for every day leading up to Valentine's Day. So I hope you guys will participate in these fun prompts. And I'm looking forward to doing the mindset call on Thursday night to dive a little bit deeper into how to love yourself a little bit more because we can all use a little more self-love, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That's exciting. Yes. Okay, well, thank you, Jamie, for being on. And why don't you go ahead and start by introducing yourself, tell us a little bit about your family life. And even I like people to take a minute to explain or describe their personality or how others would describe your personality. Awesome. Yes. So I'm Jamie Hass, and I was introduced to ER Shred January, two years ago. So two years ago this month, I was introduced to it. Um, I wouldn't say that I really dove in. I was a very silent watcher for about six months. So if anybody is watching and they're thinking, I don't know about this, that was me for a solid six months. Um, and then it actually kind of took my husband pushing and he didn't even push. He was like, okay, I'm doing this. I told him about it and he jumped in and I was like, well, you can't do it without me. So that is definitely part of my personality. I'm, I'm very much a leader, but I also have parts of me that is a little bit competitive, not in a win-loss way, but I don't want to be, I don't want to be left out. That FOMO sometimes comes in. Um, and so I'm obviously married and then I have two kids. I'm a 12 year old little boy and a 10 year old little girl that are just so fun. I live in Montana and I've got, I actually live kind of out in the country. So we've got all kinds of animals. If you ever see my posts, you'll see, in fact, I want to pitch for it this weekend, which was really funny, but fitting. And you won, you won I, at the I won it at a raffle basket. Like oh, we were at a hockey fun. tournament. Um, yeah. Son is a big hockey player. And so we were at, they had these raffle baskets and I bought tickets just to support and was throwing tickets in. And all of a sudden my daughter comes, she's like, mom, we won the farmer's basket. And I was like, <laughs> oh, wait, 
what if we win? And also, maybe I should have looked at that because now we have to travel home with a pitchfork. But <laughs> that's now funny. the proud owner of a pitchfork. So that's so fun. I think Sean would be so jealous to know where you live. <laughs> like he just like he wants to be more in the country where we can have animals. And I don't know if you have lots of trees, but I envision lots of trees and like a lake nearby. Like it's both of our yep. dreams, but we feel like we're kind of stuck where we are for now while the kids are little. <laughs> well, you guys can come visit anytime. Yeah. We actually have a pond right outside kind of our back. We're on 20 acres, but our family owns like 80 acres. So we're at wow. the back and um, we've got a pond, we've got chickens. In fact, that's even why I put the thing is because somebody was telling me the bedding was really good. It was hemp bedding or something that was really uh -huh. good for chickens. And so we've got chickens out there and ducks and um, dogs and cats and turtles and fish. Oh, how fun. You, oh my gosh, we are totally yes. jealous. <laughs> so you guys, you guys are welcome anytime. You can come, we can hang out. The kids can do all the things and we'll just oh, grill up so meat and fun. have a good time. So that'd be so fun. We want to yeah. do this thing where we, uh, we were talking about once a year, just renting a cabin out like really far out and taking away all the devices and give our kids like a full week phone fast and like where they and usually we always buy lots of like treats and yummy food just to for vacation but I'm like let's make it like a full detox like they won't even know <laughs> we take them up they're like we're going on a family trip and then we make them turn in their phones and then we've only got healthy food available to them like they <laughs> just shock them with that but I think it would be the best thing for them you know oh my gosh yep well and it's funny because where we live in Montana like I was saying we were traveling. Well, we had to travel three and a half hours. And there were several times throughout our kids are in the back, obviously on their devices because, yeah. and all of a sudden they'd be like, my, my phone's not working. And we're like, oh yeah, sorry about that. Like <laughs> we don't have internet in this stretch. Like, and we just kind of laugh for that same reason. We're like, do you know, we had to do this as a kid. Like we had to travel for yeah with nothing, with nothing, but a book that we couldn't yeah. read because it made us car sick. Like, yeah. Even the radio wasn't great. It was all staticky. And <laughs> exactly. Yep. So yeah. They're living the rough life, but yeah, we have some, but it, you know, I love, I actually grew up in Montana and I had full intentions of leaving and going to big city. I even applied for jobs in Phoenix. And, and then as I got a little bit older, I realized like, I don't actually want to live there. They're fun places to go visit. And I still travel a lot. That's part of my personality is um, I love a good adventure. I love going and discovering new things, um, but I always love coming home. Like I really have created this space at home and I'm a very much an introverted homebody that um, Me too. balance of both. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I just, I really enjoy. And so we, when we built this house, like it was that I was like, no, I want a place like you hear the saying, like create a life you don't need a vacation from. And I'm like, well, that's mine, but I still like vacations. Like that's part of the life that I enjoy is yeah. going and having these fun adventures, but I'm never disappointed to come home because it's just yeah. this really comfy place that, mm -hmm. uh, and I feel like my whole family, we're all that same way where we have a lot of good times here. So, and we've created that space and like the kids, this is kind of funny, but they got electric scooters for Christmas from their grandma. Uh -huh. and it's hilarious. Like they literally spent Christmas break. I didn't even have to fight for them to go, to go outside. And granted they were electric scooters, but yeah, they would just Still, go being outside. Like I'll take that yep. over. Anything. Exactly. Yeah. And my sister lives half a mile away from us, but between us and her, it's just fields and like oh. an old country road. So uh -huh. they just hurt the cousins. They drive back and forth and could they go they on the old country road or do they have to go on a paved 
No, road. they go on the, it's like, it's like a farm road. Like nobody, it's not a public road. It's literally like a road that's been built from their house to our house, just because people have driven, people being our family have driven um, back and on it so much. That's so cool. So, so they, we don't have to worry about traffic or anything like that. And, you know, sometimes like last week we had, it's actually really cool. We had, um, a bald, a couple of bald eagles that were like hanging out in the trees around us. And oh, so, cool. um, we have an ice rink, like the kids, my husband and son, they've built a really? backyard. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah, Did you, have you posted any pictures that I want to see that? That sounds so awesome. I'll share with you if I haven't, I do, okay. some, but it's sometimes, you know, sometimes you're like, when you're around it, you forget that you don't share it as much because it's just yeah. part of your day. Yeah. I so, would love yeah. to see that. That sounds so fun. Yeah. So yeah, that's, mm. that's my life. It's very, okay. I love it. Dull and boring and fantastic. No, it doesn't sound dull and boring <laughs> to me. It sounds like, like paradise, literally. Yep. Like if we could just get our kids off of like the social media, it, you know, I feel like we can, it's just, mm-hmm. we tried for like a year to keep our oldest daughter off of Snapchat and we had all kinds of rules and um, punishments and she found a way to get it. And, you know, we even punished her for getting it. And then, but these, these teenagers, they find their ways like they, yep. so she um, ended up, their friends have like this phone that they pass around to other friends that are grounded from their phones. So it's like, it's like almost like, Mm-hmm. impossible to keep them from it. And I feel like the more you try to keep them from it, the more they obsess over it. And so trying to find that balance is so hard, you know, like allowing them to make their own choices, but, you know, not giving them full you access them response. Yep. A hundred percent. Like that's a struggle that we've had. Um, and again, like we are out in the country. So both of our kids, even though they're 10 and 12, they both have phones because it's really a safety issue. Like even if they're out yeah. in the field, we don't have, we have animals out here. Like we don't see rattlesnakes, but that's not to say that they're not going to be riding up in the middle of summer down the road and one's going to show up or, mm-hmm. you know, there's just things like that where it's, they, I, I really feel like it is a safety thing that they need to have them, but then it's teaching that balance and teaching that um, dynamic of not living for it. And again, to add, to complicate that I build my business and my on mm-hmm. technology and social I know media. right so it's and like we can't them. walk yeah. the walk necessarily but they don't realize that what we do is like we're actually very disciplined with right. what we how we use social media I think most of us yeah. are we try to be very disciplined and we don't do mindless scrolling we use it intentionally but they don't understand the difference <laughs> and again it's important to us and they're doing what's important to them and so mm-hmm. it's teaching. yep it very much is teaching and we've done a few things in our home of like both of my kids have settings on their phone where in the morning, like their phones are de- I don't know what you call yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And so screen at time. At night, yep. Yeah. And so it limits, but to that point, my son has figured out that he can click on a video and he can watch it for one minute. And I have caught him literally for 30 minutes watching it one minute at a time. And I'm like, Oh, really? I didn't know awesome. But again, they find a workaround. They find a they way do. You know? It's Mm -hmm. not a matter of teaching the rules and setting, I mean, you do have to set the expectations, but I also think it's teaching that balance of tech time, but also opening a book and going outside and creating that value away from technology. So, because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, at some point, no matter what our rules are, they're going to be away from us and they're going to get to make their own choices. And at that point, like I want them to have learned, you know, and I feel like it's not just technology. It's 
like you were saying, the food detox, the healthy, you know, it's teaching mm -hmm. them the healthy balance of foods, because again, at some point they're going to be making the choices hundred percent for themselves. And if we can teach them of balance and treats and like for in our home, we don't do cheat meals or cheats. Like mm -hmm. I feel like cheating is bad and it just creates that negative connotation, which then creates yes a desire for the negative because mm -hmm. it's like the thrill. Mm -hmm. um, and so we have always just tried to really walk that balance and help them to see it and create, again, create a lot of family time. I think that's the other, that's the biggest struggle with technology is it's so solitary. Mm -hmm. And again, like we use it intentionally to connect with people. But I think when we're talking our younger kids, like it's very easy for that to become something very, they just get into their own little world. I agree. And I often say like, if you guys, like if I say, okay, no, no um, electronics right now, we're having like a break at this time. Then if they say, well, can we go play a video game together? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, as long as you're like playing a game together, yeah. I feel much better about it. I'm, but when they're just on, on it by themselves, I just feel it's, I don't know, something about them playing a video game with friends or family members just makes me feel a little bit better about it. hundred percent. Um, yeah. in fact we did it. So like over summer, like my rule is they can't be in their rooms watching technology. They mm -hmm. can go to their rooms if they need quiet time by themselves yeah. and read a book or color or build Legos or do whatever. But if they're going to be on technology, they need to either be together yeah. or they need to be around me. Like they need to be in the living room just for that reason. Mm -hmm. And even my son wanted to get a new game on Xbox that I've been like avoiding for years now. <laughs> he went, and it was Fortnite. Like it's not, yeah. all the kids have it, but I really was pushing. I don't love it. But I also realized again, he's been exposed to it because he goes to his friends. So yeah. our compromise was the Xbox came into the living room and he can play it there. So again, like he's not up in his room by himself playing Xbox uh -huh. or even with friends, like the conversation, if something, again, I can just kind of oversee it a little bit more. He's not, yeah. Yeah. it becomes yeah. a social thing as opposed to disconnect. Like reclusive. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. totally. I agree. Well, now let's uh, talk about some of the things that you're passionate about besides health and nutrition, because I think we're all very passionate about that. But what are some other things that you're passionate about? So obviously I think my family and my kids are yeah. a big one that um, really drive me. And I, I love life. I love solving problems. I love um, being part. I really do enjoy it people as much as even we started talking about like mm -hmm. kind of being off the grid and doing, um, working from home. I really enjoy people and connecting with people and helping people with things. And however that looks like, I feel like for everyone that looks a little bit different, but, um, that is a big, a big one of mine and just being a part of a community. And, you know, I've, I feel like I have a few different communities in different ways. I'm a part of whether it's my kids and their school and being a part of that. I, I'm like the field trip mom and the class party mom, you know, yeah. um, and, you know, hobby wise, I love to read and I love what kinds of books do you like to read? I read a little bit of everything. Like I like a good fiction book because it kind of takes me away from the reality. Um, but I'm a learner by heart and always have been. And so I'm always got some sort of a book that's challenging me and pushing me to grow, whether it's personal development or business or nutrition or 
um, something along those lines. And then pretty much if someone has a good recommendation, like autobiography, I don't love history, but I do love biographies. I do love hearing stories about people. I just stories, don't yeah. like what I call the boring historical stuff. I'm like, oh. yeah, like in 1922. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. Like that's not my gem, but I, I love hearing about the story. And especially when it combines that, like when it has to do with business, like the history of Walt Disney and how it came to be or mm, yeah. um, like entrepreneurship, things like that. I always think it's very, inter- not entertaining, but I love just knowing how people went from where they were to where yeah, they're at. Inspiring for sure yes. to hear yeah. their full story. I agree. I was just listening to um, um, Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld's oh. story. Oh, yeah. It's just kind of fun to hear how he went from, you know, working for free, you know, uh, doing his little comedian bits, um, at various locations and then to creating what he had with the whole sitcom. I'm just like, wow, that is really cool. That is, I'll have to look that one up. I haven't, I, um, on that, that's it. It's like, you know, social media, it's like the highlight reel. And we always see like where they're at now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I want to know like where they came from, like what inspired them, what motivated them to get you know, even like that's been the best part with ER Shred and getting to know Sean and you and Jesse. And it's like knowing the story that got you here as opposed to just who you are now. Like, yeah, I mean, that I, matters, but, but yeah, it is fun to hear, hear the stories. Like stories are a big thing. I think we all enjoy hearing the stories. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, um, so now we're going to dive into the whole visualization aspect. Like you're already living your best life. You've created the life that you totally love. And like you said, when we were talking before that you, you know, build you, when you, people always say you should build a life that you don't need a vacation from, but you do love to travel and explore and see new places. So it's not like you're ever trying to escape because you love to be home. So you've already created such an amazing uh, life up to this point, but now like looking a little bit out into the future, what do you foresee like being more of your reality in the future, five to 10 years from now? You know, my big, so it's interesting because we sometimes talk like that 10 year mark never really seemed to be a big one, but now I recognize like 10 years from now. In fact, my husband made a comment about this morning. Like, do you realize 10 years from now, like we're not going to have to get kids up and get them to school. And <laughs> so 10 years is like this big transition point for us. Of You'll be in a whole new season of life. Yep. Like, it's yep, like exactly. the unknown, like, what is that like, you know? Yeah. And I think a big part, like, especially as you were saying, you know, you've set your goals for the year, made your plan. And a big thing for me that just kept coming up for me as I was looking at my goals and looking ahead is I want more of what I have for others Mm. and just really, truly that servant leadership, like that heart of, and it doesn't have to look how I look. I mean, some people guarantee there's people listening that are like, what? She lives (laughs) with all of those animals. In fact, I have a mentor that I work with who lives in like the middle of a big city and she'll hear my stories sometimes of like, Oh yeah, I could hear the coyotes last night, or we had to lock the chickens up because there was a coyote out there. Like, and she's like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, how do you sleep at night with that? I'm like, Oh, it's just normal. Like, yeah. You know, she finds that my making the reference of a snake. She's like, I don't want to see a snake unless I'm going to the zoo. Like people (laughs) look at my life and be like, that sounds miserable. Like (laughs) out of there. 
<laughs> and so it's not necessarily when I say that it's not about creating more of what I have, mm-hmm. but I really have very intentionally over the last 20 years, um, a little bit like pre, obviously I talked to ER Shrimp, but, um, I worked in the corporate world and I really hit a point where I was like, ah, this isn't for me. Like I can't see my future here. I can see people that have the business success I want. And I can see people that have the personal success, but I see no one that has both. And even at the young age of like 23, 24, I, I wasn't married. I didn't have kids, but I was like, I'm one that always has to see the big picture. And there was not a big picture of me in that setting. And I knew I had to go a different route. And that's when I got into really got into entrepreneurship. I was raised, my dad's an entrepreneur and has been very successful. So I was raised in that environment, but probably the norm, like if he was an entrepreneur, I was going to work in corporate America. And so, but I realized like that wasn't the life I wanted for me. And that's when I went and um, I built a childcare and learning center with my sister and we owned and operated that for 13 years. And then a few years ago, we ended up selling that and kind of that overlapped with isogenics and that became that shift. And, you know, there's been a lot of, a few other ventures along the way within that rental properties, things like that. But I just see my five to 10 year is expanding out like the ripple effect of Mm. what I get other people get. Like, I don't want to be the only mom who gets the choice to go on the field trip. I want every mom to be there if they want to be there, if they don't want to be there, then I want them to know that they have the choice not to be there, but nothing hurts my heart more than when I hear I can't. Yeah. Like it just hits me in the pit of the stomach where I'm like, no, but you can like, there was a time in my life where I couldn't do what I do now, but slowly step-by-step I got there. And so that's really, when I look at 10 years ahead, like I want to be able to be, you know, like the mother sitting on her porch being like, Oh, look at, you know, scrolling through Facebook being like, Oh, look at this. Here's one, you know, this gal, I remember when she told me that she wanted to go on the field trip, or I remember when these people told me how much they would love to go on family vacations, but they couldn't right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember when, you know, and whether it's health or business or just however that looks, um, I remember when this person said they couldn't get on the floor to play with their kids and look at, look at them now, like they're running races with their kids. Like, however that looks, that really is my five to 10 year big vision is just more of this energy and this choice for mm-hmm. more. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. I love that you mentioned the ripple effect because I think that's something that we all need to keep in mind because if you imagine even just influencing two people and then them, you know, passing on whatever way that you influence them to their two people, you know, it's just like the way we talk about it in building our, our organization. It's just, it's not even about, you know, the money and signing up people necessarily, but just in life and overall, like that's how it works. And so imagine how many people that you can influence just by, you know, showing up and putting your um, energy, your um, passions um, out into the world even if it is to just influence two people, because the whole ripple effect is very real. And just imagining the amount of people that you can touch just through two people that you've touched. And it's the mindset piece, like as much or more than anything is as soon as you start seeing like, oh, well, I have a choice. Like I'm a big, big person on choice of like an empowerment. And so 
it's, it's not, I can't do that because of X, Y, Z. It's I'm choosing not to do that. Like, mm-hmm. and that's fine if you're choosing not to do that, but I can't is so disempowering. And it just, it starts with maybe food or your breakfast or your bedtime or your workout. And it just continues to grow from there. As soon as you empower yourself in one choice, mm-hmm. then you create space to empower yourself in another choice. And, um, and there's no right or wrong. Like truly in my book, there's no right or wrong. People look at me and they're like, I can't believe you work from home. I could never work from home. And I'm like, that's because you don't want to, which is totally yeah. fine. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. You don't have to do my life, but just know that you're choosing your life and feel empowered to like make the shifts and adjustments within your life, however that looks. So it best serves you. Mm, absolutely. Now I want you to tell us about some more things that you have accomplished or things that you're most proud of in your life, like specifics that, um, you know, things that you've accomplished, or, I mean, we all say our kids, of course, we're like most proud of our kids, but like, what are some other things that you feel very proud of that you've accomplished or overcome in your life? So I think a big one, not, I think I know a big one is just being in this place right now. Like the fact that there was a time where I was that person who had a lot of, I can'ts in my vocabulary and had a lot of busy in my life and really thrived on being busy. Like I thought being tired and exhausted and having a never ending to-do list was like a badge of honor. Yeah, for sure. I can relate. (laughs) Yep. And getting to a place where I recognize like, that's not the life I want. I don't want to be that way. And I don't have to be that way. And understanding I can be successful and not be that way. That was a really big mindset shift. Um, it had came with a lot of work and learning to set boundaries, learning to set timelines, learning to grow in my time management and prioritizing and even letting go of what I thought I should be doing or what I thought I should accomplish or, you know, just the shitting (laughs) that came externally and learning to just really own my life and own my choices. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's why I'm so passionate, like going back to the last question, that's why I'm so passionate about it is because I know how much work it took me to get to this point. Um, and the pushback that came from people who love me, but it was different. It was different than what was the norm, I would say. Um, and even again, like social media is something that has become very intentional in my life and I'm very present, but it's not, it's not all encompassing. It's not something overwhelming. It's like, it has its place. Um, so I'd say that is a big one for sure. And just the business success I had, like I said, I, you know, all along the way, I see the growth and from, getting a corporate job, like graduating college. And, um, and I've made a lot of really good financial choices that have benefited me from having scholarships in college and then using some of my college funds to put a down payment on rental properties that then the income from those. And so learning, not even knowing what I was doing, but taking some of those jumps, um, and setting myself up was, is another thing that I'm I'm just proud of the process that I went through to get there and what I forced myself to learn along the way. Like there have been plenty of times I'm a perfectionist at heart (laughs) and I am a get ready to get ready to get ready person. (laughs) And I've really shifted and pushed myself to just jump in and do things and figure it out along the way. And it continues to serve me. So Mm, I love that. 
I love that. Yes. Like sometimes we just think that we're supposed to do it perfectly and we're afraid of messing up, but often we learn the most by just going in for it, going for it. Mm-hmm. And making the mistakes and like admitting, well, that was dumb. Shouldn't have <laughs> yeah. done it that way, but now I know for next time. And it, it really has helped me like even in my parenting, because it really, like one of the things we tell our kids is the person who makes the most mistakes wins. Like our expectation is not perfectionism. It's trying hard and trying new things and letting that go where, um, and in our relationship, like, I mean, obviously with intention and boundaries and things like that. Right. But like, um, even like, it's something, even my husband, I have really pushed each other like, well, he'll throw an idea and I'm like, cool, go for it. And then sometimes, you know, he'll start back talking to you like, oh, I don't know what if this doesn't work? And I'm like, so it doesn't work. And you tried it. And I, yeah. we really do in all ways live our life. And I mean, even when we got chickens, we were like, this sounds cool. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, we didn't even get chickens. We got guinea hens, which we thought were oh. chickens, oh. but they weren't chickens. And once we figured out what guinea hens were, we got chickens. We love our guinea hens. Um, do they lay eggs? Like, what do they do? No, they don't, but they're they are cool loud to look at and they look they're cool. Oh. Um, they're very protective. Like they're very noisy and protective. Mm-hmm. And to the point that if you come, like, if I have a different person that comes down to the chicken coop with me, they'll be up there squawking and making noise oh. because they don't <laughs> like change and different. Oh. But they, like the, my mom actually, after CNR, she ended up getting some, she's like, they're so cool. And they, they scare things off and they keep things away and they kind of let you know when something's going on because they're mm-hmm. just little mother hens in a way. Um, <laughs> and they're very, again, they're protective of like the chickens. And so, yeah, so like from everything, but the chickens and ducks have been such a fun adventure, even though I'm still learning all the time about them. Um, and so, yeah, like that just is, like you said, it's one of those, there's so many times where I've had to push aside my perfect planner safe face personality to do things, but it continues to like, we either learn or we win. Every mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So that's, it's a win-win ultimately yeah, because exactly. learning is just as valuable as winning. Yep. If yep. not more so actually, like all the information gathered from our failures, I think is just even more valuable than just hitting it big the first time around. Right. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. And, I, mm-hmm. and that being said, I still don't like it. Like, I, I know still, it's not fun. <laughs> no, I still am the person that every time it's like, I have to pick myself up if I fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just know the benefit that comes from the process. And, yes. and I think I've surrounded myself by, to also do that. Like, this is a huge part of ER shred in the community and hygienics and business is that I've surrounded myself with people that feel that way too. So when I forget that, they'll call me out on it and remind me of it. And I'm like, oh yeah. Like I may have said that to you last night, but I forgot to apply it to myself today. <laughs> yeah. So I've got people that remind me today so that I can apply that. So mm, love that. Well, let's finish off by you telling us a little bit more about um, like kind of go towards how you picture or the, per- what do you think is the purpose of life? You know, I, I think we all come from different walks of um, life when it comes to our backgrounds and our upbringing and religious background and our beliefs. But, you know, ever since the Sean and I left our um, childhood, like religion that we grew up in. Um, and since then, it's just allowed me to expand my vision around 
the purpose of life. Cause I really thought that my beliefs were like the only truth in the world. And I was never open to it, there being all type kinds of truths, all paths to truth. And so this is such a, this is a question that I love asking because it never in my life until five years ago, was I open to seeing the world through other people's eyes. I was like, no, let me try to tell you, let me try to convince you of my beliefs because my, my beliefs are the best. And like, I have to tell you why you should believe what I believe. But now I'm like, oh, I just want to hear how everybody views the purpose of life and why we're here and what gets you out of bed every day and makes you feel like your life is meaningful. So that's, it's such a great question. And I can see, like, I love that you've shifted now to a place of wanting to hear that because it, it's a big one. And for me, it's that we leave it better than we came. We leave each day better. Like my goal, when I get out of bed every morning, I just want something about life to be better. And even there was a time in my life where it was a little bit more difficult. Like you go through seasons with kids that are really daunting. Like parenting is never easy, but there's definitely seasons of parenting that are just really a lot of work. And I remember going through one of those and literally I put it on my to-do list every day to hear my kids laugh. And if we hit bedtime and I hadn't, we hadn't laughed about something, we would, I'd tickle them or I'd tell a joke or we'd do something just to kind of like keep that at the forefront, to have fun and to enjoy each other and to make sure that even in the hard stuff, like we were finding that joy and to make sure every day was better. Like there was good in every day. And so that really, for me, and, and it's manifested in different ways from relationship to parenting, to um, family, extended family, um, business. But ultimately, at the end of the day, like if I feel like the day was better because I showed up, the world was better because I showed up, um, I feel like that's a, that's, that's it. Like, it's that simple. And I'm a big faith-based person. Um, but again, I can respect everyone has their own beliefs and I'm not one that actually feels like my way is the right way. Like even when we were talking about that 10 year vision and what people want, I really respect that. I know what I have is not what everyone else wants, but I want them to have the choice to have that. And so whether that's faith, whether that's family, I recognize, I love my kids. I can't imagine life without kids, but that's not for everybody. And I don't ever want someone having kids because they think that the world tells them that that's the next step in their process. Like heavens, mm-hmm. no, yeah. do not have kids because someone tells you you should have kids because I will tell you it is so much work if you don't, if you're not in it. Yeah. Um, and so, and in it for the right reasons, like, mm-hmm. and, and I just think you shouldn't be an entrepreneur if that's not really what, you, what's calling your heart. Like, yeah. because again, it's not worth the work if it's not for you, but if it is for you, it's so worth the work that comes with it. Um, And so, yeah, that's just really at the end of the day, no matter whether it's faith, whether it's business, whether it's, you know, animals, like we had a funny story last summer, last winter, we had Mm -hmm. a cat show up at my house. You went? Oh, a a cat. cat. Okay. Yeah. Like this black cat, he wasn't neutered and it was cold outside. It was like right before the storm came in. So I'm out there feeding and watering the cat. My husband's like, you realize like, I'm like, what do we do with this thing? Like we have this 20 below, like we have to go, I go, go and get him a cat bed and like put him in. 
my husband's like, you realize if you're not feeding and watering him, like he's going to go back to where he came from. I'm like, but what if he's lost? Like, I can't just leave this poor animal not to, like, he was so friendly and so nice. Yeah. And then he was the most complicated cat. Like he ended up <laughs> in a fight. I had to take him to the vet. I got him neutered, but he had something wrong. So it was like an extra chart. Like it became oh. an ongoing joke. Even the vet's office was like, and of course I got him shots and got him taken care of. And the vet's like, it's kind of like a funny joke with all of us because they know like, this isn't even my cat, but <laughs> been here for months and months and months. And I was like, well, obviously he's a stray. Like somebody dropped him off and didn't want him. I, I called around trying to find his home. And again, it's so silly and simple. And then he left, then spring came and he <laughs> left. I spent all this money on him. You're, like, like, You're welcome. Yeah. He had an allergic reaction to the medicine. So I had to get him something else. Like it was this ongoing drama. But at the end of the day, I was telling a friend about it and she's like, but isn't that the point of like making money is that you can spend it to make the world better. And she's like, who cares? Like for that six months, his life was better because you took care of him yeah. and whether, whether he went back to his family or he went and found another family or whatever the case may be, like his life was better because you showed up and took care of him. And I was like, that really is the point. So again, like, yeah, it doesn't matter what facet it shows up with at the end of the day. I really feel like the purpose is just, we leave it better than it started. Mm. I love that. And the, my favorite part that you, well, all of it, I, I like re really relate to everything that you said. So I love it. But one of the things I didn't really ever think about was the goal to make your kids laugh every day. Cause it, that is such a cool thing to put at the forefront of your mind because yeah, we all have bad days and life isn't always fun or funny, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. but you can make it, you, you can definitely lighten it up by attempting to, um, to laugh about it. And, and that way you don't feel, it doesn't feel so heavy, you know, on those really hard, challenging days, you can find some way to make each other laugh or to just yeah. laugh, you know, and I just love that. Yeah. And it just, I mean, for me, it's like, there's joy in everything. There's always that silver lining. It's just knowing that sometimes you have to find the silver lining and you got to look deep, you know? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. again, like just laughter, especially from kids, like my kids were, especially when I had that goal, like they were at that age where when they laugh, like the whole room lit up because they just had that really toddler, like early elementary, just joy filled laughter. And yeah. it just always changed the dynamic. So like I said, if it hit bedtime and we were just, we'd been on them all day and we'd been working on this rule and that rule and creating habits and creating good routines. And it's felt like we were nagging all day long. Mm -hmm. I would always check myself to be like, and I still do it. It's just now become more of a habit. It's not at the forefront because I spent so much time building that into our daily routine of mm -hmm. making sure we all find that joy in the day. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much, Jamie. This has been a lot of fun to get to know you better. Like it really feels like I love that we all come from different parts of the US, even over in Australia, Australia and New Zealand, which is so cool. But I love that this is the value of technology and this is the way I want to use it to find the, those meaningful connections and have these types of conversations with people that we wouldn't otherwise have. Like I would love if we lived close by and we could go get a cup of coffee or just yeah. hang out and have these chats, but we don't live close. So thank goodness that we got Zoom we got social media that we can have create a community even if you're living in the middle of nowhere in montana and you have like acres and acres between you and your neighbors you know like you can find ways to build community which is that is the gift of social media so i definitely appreciate it in those ways
So thank you again, Jamie. Thank I appreciate you. Thanks for you asking doing me. this. And I really, really enjoyed getting to know you better. So, all right, you guys, we'll see you on uh, tonight's call, Jesse's call tonight, and then tomorrow night, come, or not, come alive. We've got a lot of calls, calls this week, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night. So I know it's a lot this week, but I hope you guys can make the calls and have a good day.